Welcome to the Pixels Nink Podcast, episode 293, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Muir, and joining us today are our amazing panel of experts. We've got Cole Watson. Pleasure to be back. How are you doing, Cole? Good. Did you find your ditty? No, I've given up on that campaign. Oh, okay. No more no more hashtag found your ditty? Yeah. No? We're done? It's hashtag no, no, no it's, ditty. It's, okay. <laughs> no ditty. No ditty. No ditty for Cole. And we also have Alex Hensiuk. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to have Cole back. I am too. I sat here with the ditty, but you know. It was only a week. He sat in your chair Mm -hmm. and he was looking so forlorn through the entire podcast. He spit on my mic. I don't even know what forlorn means, but I was doing that. He was doing it. He was doing it. He was doing You don't know what forlorn means? Anyway, next. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, Alex. And we also have Brendan Fry. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm good. I'm back from Judges Week and bright eyed and bushy tails and all that jazz. No, you're not. No. Who was American? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you did you have a good week in LA? It was productive, but I, I, it was tiring. But very, um, very productive. Very productive. Yeah. Did you see some cool things? I saw some things I can talk about. Saw some things I can't. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you well, just tell us about the things you can't talk about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing you can <laughs> Let's talk. Let's start with about. those. Don't worry. It's all we're gonna know about. We're good. Well, you you are going to talk about some of the previews that are available yep. already on the site. So yeah. uh, today, so that'll be really cool. Um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. All right, let's get started with some of the games that came out this week, guys. Um, and last week, because we missed a couple of them from what I understand. So uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition came out for Nintendo Switch. Switch. Yeah. Switch. <laughs> yeah um, did anyone, you guys get a chance to play it? No. 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 I did. Yeah? Yeah, and? it's just the same Hyrule Warriors that I played on my Wii U, but it's... Uh... Yeah, I mean it's it's the hack and slash. It's got more characters. If you like hack and slash, mindless violence, it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did you find? Do you like the experience better on the Switch, or do you like it better on? Uh... I love everything on the Switch more. Yeah? Everything, eating, sleeping, like Switch is just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the transformative experience. But that, playing fair. Fortnite, I, but, <laughs> playing yeah. Fortnite on the Switch is the best. Way oh, to it's play the best. Fortnite. But uh, I mean, being able to take it on the go and hacking and slashing on a bus is like it's. I feel like it's perfect for it because it's not a game you should sit down and play for too long. That's yeah, perfect. for sure. Yeah. It's a nice stress reliever game. I like hash, hack and slashes for that reason. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Dark Souls Remaster also came out. Um, Brendan, I know you were looking forward to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't had a chance to play it at all yet. No? Though. No. Because uh, you were busy. I've yep. heard some bad things from the trial run that they did. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah, apparently like the lighting looks really bad, and it's uh, it feels like it. they've weirdly like preserved many of the bugs, but then like mm. they've put a couple new fire... Uh, New new shrines in some places. Uh, they were only able to try up to, what was it? Not Asylum Demon. I think it's the Taurus one. Yeah, the Taurus Demon is mm-hmm. how far you were able to go with the trial run. Interesting. So okay. from from those uh, first impressions that I heard, this mm-hmm. remastered isn't like actually that quality. Yeah. But I'm hoping that the mm-hmm. reviews sway me otherwise because yeah. I I want to get this for Switch. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be a real disappointment if that's the case. Yeah, because, I mean, some companies, when they do a remaster, they, like, you sort of rebuild the game from mm-hmm. the ground up, and mm-hmm. some are just like, here, play it on PlayStation, right? Play it yeah. PS4. So. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But the Scholars of the First Sin uh, edition of Dark Souls 2 was actually quite a good uh, remake of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but I guess that engine was a little newer, so it just needed basically a bit of polish to get it up to enough. Yeah. Yeah, and work on, like, the textures of certain areas a bit more, just to add that uh, little more depth of detail in right, there. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's the original Dark Souls is it's getting old now. It's yeah, uh, the one that the one area I hope they really address was Bright Town. Was Blight Town? Sorry. And they didn't. I have no idea. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, just because like the trial run that uh, they ran didn't actually go that far. It just went to like uh, I forget exactly how far they went, but but in terms of boss order, it was just Taurus Demon. Was how far you That's could go. That's pretty early on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I don't remember the the uh, progression of the original Dark Souls because there was some things you could do a lot earlier than you're supposed to. Yeah, you like, could break the order really quick. Like I know you could fight the um, is it the gaping demon, gaping dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah, gaping dragon. You can fight him really early if you just kind of run through the the sewers and don't pay attention to anything. You yeah. can just totally do that. So I don't know, that could be neat. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to play it. We have a code. Um, we will probably do some gameplay footage for that. So cool. yeah. can I wonder what's going to happen with the PC version. Yeah. Because I heard that they're actually taking Prepare to Die Edition off the Steam store. So Yeah, yeah, they are. 
Yeah, so I'm interested to see, like, am I getting a free upgrade to Remastered on PC, or do no, I, I have think to pay it's, it's 20 bucks? No, I think it's a discount, I believe. Oh. Uh, mm. They, they just want to make sure no one buys the old version past uh, this point. Because yeah. at least with Bethesda, when they put, like, Skyrim uh, Remastered or you could Definitive just, you just Edition. Got it. Yeah, you just got it. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to have a fractured marketplace, and yeah. you want to make sure you're supporting one thing rather than two. It's not like, because if you don't give it to someone, people are not, if they already own it, they're probably not going to buy it again. Yeah, exactly. If they don't, because especially on PC, you can go back and play all those gold games. Whereas uh, on console, you can't, unless it's Xbox One with the Xbox 360 games, you really can't go back and play things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, it's just a texture pack, at least. Yeah. On the surface that we see right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Could be cool. Cool. Um, Mega Man Legacy came out, and Cole, you got did a review for us, didn't you? Indeed. Yeah. So Mega Man Legacy that came out. Yeah. Good? We'll be talking. We'll be talking about we'll that one. Ta- Stay more tuned. Detail. Stay tuned. <laughs> Any any hints? Did you like it? It's an 8.5. Oh, well, then there you go. So you have a lot of good things to say about that. Um, Runner 3. I love it. Nope. <laughs> Runner 2 is one of my favorite games, and I've, I've only seen gameplay of Runner 3, but it's it's just a charming music sort of side-scroller yeah. automatic runner that, like, when it gets going, like it, it seems so simple, but when you're playing it, it's like, wow, this is like a transformative thing. Why, why is this one of your favorite games? It's just, it's so it's, it's a simple um, platformer that's actually kind of hard once you get to it, but as you get farther, the, the it's sort of like the musical cues. It's, it's kind of like Raymond Legends musical mm-hmm. levels, but mm-hmm. that's the whole game. Mm. And it's it's it, and it really builds up and really crescendos near the end, and then when you die, it's really soul-crushing. I see what you did there. Really crescendos near I don't the even end. know what that word means either, though. It's a musical. I'm just going with it. Right. <laughs> it means getting oh, it's louder. Okay. All right. Next. No. Uh, no. No. I'm getting not. louder. Getting louder. Okay. Thanks, Alex. Um, and finally, last but not least, Detroit Become H- Human came out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today. It would come out today. Awesome. Yeah, because it yeah. comes out Friday. <laughs> Today's yeah. Friday. Dun, dun, Today's Friday. Oh, it comes out. It comes out today. Yes. I thought it came out yesterday. Oh well, then there you go. Um, anyway. Detroit Become Human. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is a little bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about what you'd expect from David Cage. Yeah, yep. and very much so. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't disappoint. So if you uh, like David Cage games, <laughs> you're gonna like this if you like David Cage games. You had a chance to play some preview uh, of this. Yeah, before. I did at Fan Expo, I believe. Yeah. Oh wow! And that was like last year. Yeah, so that was still in its like alpha. Right? Yeah, but even then, like that was the same demo that they were showing even at like PlayStation Experience yeah. last year. Yeah. They just did it with the crowd. I'm like, really? You, you don't have any new sections to show? <laughs> but I guess they want to keep it that secretive. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it seems like... I think that section of the game was also finished, and the rest might not have been. That's uh, maybe. fair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> to be fair, also, it seems like this is like all David Cage games. It's very determined on the choice what you what sections you actually get to. Yeah, like if mm-hmm. you you so you can kill off characters early on, and they just won't be through the rest of the story. And yeah, so I mean, it would be weird showing a trailer with people that you don't ne- ever meet, right? Yeah, or yeah. are dead. Exactly. So I mean, it, whatever, it works. Yeah, yeah, with David Cage games, it's as long as you put yourself in, like you make the effort to, yeah. instead of just oh, I'm making the poor decision, or no, I'm not going to play this. Mm-hmm. I just want every negative choice. You know, it, it's up to the player, really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, anyway, you can check out reviews for most of these games at tgmagonline.com. And, uh, yeah, we have some th- thoughts about them. Our, ri- our, our writers definitely do. Okay, <laughs> let's get into some news. All right, so big news that came out last week, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. They got a full announcement, and we find out that there are more zombies and that there is a controversial, controversial? Battle Royale mode? No, it's not controversial. It's not controversial? It just the just controversial is. point would be the removal of a single-player campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Brendan, you got a chance to try this one out. This is one of the things you can talk about from E3 Judges Week, right? Yes, that is one of the things I can talk about. Um, I think it's okay. It's... Pr- it's it, really? <laughs> just Great. <by> <laughs> um, okay. Let's, Excellent let's, journalism right there. Well, no, the problem is, it is Call of Duty. They've changed a few things. They've mm-hmm. made it a little bit more tactical. They've added the health pack, or the stem pack that lets you kind of heal quickly. Well, slowly, but, you know, whatever. It, it lets you heal. Yep. Um, they added... like they, They've really kind of leaned into the hero shooter genre. So uh, there's, I think, eight heroes you can pick from. They all vary in skills. They all kind of vary in what you kind of kind of focus on. So you have some defenders, you have some attackers, you have some kind of healers. It really does seem like they're taking a cue from their um, 
sister company Blizzard with the Overwatch. Um, mm-hmm. They did one statement that I think is interesting. They kind of is telling of how disjointed Call of Duty is. They said this is a this is a game you'll be playing for months and years to come. Hmm. When it's a, ah. when it's a uh, annualized franchise, that's a little weird. Yeah, and it's I mean, there's gonna be one next year. There's gonna be this definitely gonna be one next year. People yeah. have their studio loyalty though. Like yeah. I know Infinite Warfare, which is the one I mm. reviewed last mm-hmm. year, uh, disappointed a lot of people, me included, uh, because the map design was everywhere. The yeah, gunplay yeah. just wasn't even as sharp as previous yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, this feels this feels like a Treyarch Call of Duty game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I love the big joke was that as we were watching the trailer, they were showing scenes from like the different zombies games, and there's one scene with a dragon. I'm like, there was a dragon in Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, it was. But everyone else was like, I don't remember the dragon. I, I don't remember that dragon. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of confusion about what is the zombie mode this time around mm-hmm. because it's moving away from the. Um, Ether Universe, I think it was what the previous zombie ones were set. All of the zombie games up to this point. And this is a new universe that you see that you travel through different time periods with Romans and the Titanic. That's kind of interesting. This is your narrative. Sure. It it, it, it feels like they're trying to do... Wait, they're on the Titanic? Yep, they're on the Titanic, yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's a zombie iceberg. Oh, Oh my. Um, (laughs) It's all Jack and Zombie Rose. Is that what we're going to see? Oh, Oh, no. He's undead. (laughs) So it it really feels like they're leaning into kind of a Left 4 Dead type situation there. Mm -hmm. With single player, well, rather, the single player, it's going to be small sections of story within multiplayer maps. So kind of what Titanfall did. So Yeah, I see it more as like what Rainbow Siege did. Yeah, very very similar, yeah. yeah. Um. I think what they've shown off looks good, and if they lean into it really well, it could mm-hmm. work. It also does feel that they just couldn't finish the single player in time, so they just kind of scrapped it and went with what they got. Really? Um, oh. The way, because no mm-hmm. one, they really didn't say there was no single player until the last possible minute of, and we're going to have a few single player sections within the multiplayer. And here's the, that trailer you loved again! <laughs> 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 like, it's clear they had like a three to four minute segment of that reveal that yeah. they just threw the same trailer again twice. Yeah. Which is not something I've ever seen in a massive worldwide event where they showed the same trailer twice. Yeah, I mean it was a fine trailer, but I'm like, ah, yeah, but, it, but it, didn't need to see it twice. No, no, it was, it was just fine. It was just kind of a thing. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was. It's I, pretty. I, it's pretty. Yeah. I, I think they're doing some good things with the the mode. I think they're kind of embracing things that work with Call of Duty, and they're trying to push aside things that don't. But you don't need to call it this Black Ops Four because it is it is technically set between Black Ops Two and Black Ops Three. Well, that ain't more confusing no, at all. Not at all. Um, also, <laughs> yeah. with no story mode, who cares? This just they could call it uh, Call of Duty Black Black Ops Twenty Eighteen, and it would have been the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Call all Call of Duty Black Ops Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, Ooh. no, that's called uh, Blacklist. Uh, oh, is it? Or Blackout. Blackout, Blackout yeah. is Blackout. the Battle yeah. Royale mode. So, you know, it's all stupid. Who cares? Yeah. It's another Call of Duty game. It might have some good things. It might not. I don't know. It's well, fine. Well, the PC version's launching through Battle.net, which is a first for the franchise, right? It's the first for the franchise. It's not the first for Activision, because yeah. uh, Destiny 2 on PC is also through Battle.net. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like Activision, when Blizzard was looking to rebrand their launcher from Battle.net to Blizzard Launcher... I think that was a battle. That was an Activision move to try to make sure that everything was within one simple launcher that can all everyone could understand. Yeah, and in their camp exclusively. And but yeah. it seems like no one really embraced that, so they're like, "Screw it, it's just Battle.net." I don't know. Sure, yeah. it's all on Battle.net. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. But it, it seems like Activision and Blizzard are working closer together now, which I think makes a lot of sense. And if you if you watched uh, the reveal, they also talked about how the PC version of um, Black Ops will be. They're embracing the multiplayer they're embracing the PC platform and it's not just going to be a port that's what everyone tells yeah, me yeah as everyone mm. says um, the thing is the last versions of uh, all the Call of Duty games were just fine on the PC they're fine because yeah. the, P- the Xbox One and PS4 are kind of just PCs anyway so it's not really even a port it's a different executable yeah. executable it, it's right now it's about giving me the options that I want yeah. like FOV sliders and all that yeah. kind of stuff and it, apparently they're gonna really embrace the PC platform and we'll see what that means yeah Destiny 2 did a good job yeah. with its PC port so I'm hoping this one can follow through yeah, as well we'll see mm. I mean I think um, Call of Duty has gotten to a they've kind of got a good stride now I mean every one of the games is just kind of okay Yeah. so this is probably gonna be just kind of okay and yeah. um they claim that no one cares about the single player, 
thing is that's all I ever played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's fine. Well, they yeah. identified their core audience. Yeah. I think it's 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 a bold move. I think it's a move that makes sense because if if they're putting most of the budget of these games into multiplayer, mm-hmm. just scrap the multiplayer and just don't worry yeah. about it. They, they don't hire Kevin Spacey. Well, don't hire Kevin Spacey D- anyway. <laughs> anyone listening, just don't do it. Yeah. Just, just don't, don't do it. Oh, going back to Advanced Warfare, there was actually a compilation recently where it was all the Kevin Spacey scenes, uh, and it's just so much creepier now. <laughs> but, I mean, just don't hire those big actors. Don't don't uh, pay to have this massive, bombastic storyline that doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. I mean, the modern warfare games were built on the storyline. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, name me one Call of Duty game that storyline really affected you. I think maybe the last one might have been Black Ops 2. Yeah. And even then, like, very Black Ops small. 1 had some really good moments. Yeah. Mm. I, still, I was talking to some journalists at the event about, do you remember when we, they revealed Black Ops... Um, Black Ops 1 at their E3 press conference was Eminem rapping over the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so I, I, I'm glad to see they're moving away from just bombast and yeah. silliness and actually trying to embrace what makes their game good mm-hmm. but it's clear that even watching the crowd and how the crowd was re- reacting to what people were talking about where they're talking about we're not going to do the thing we did last game it's just going to be people on the ground mm-hmm. This, the battle the battle you know and love and everyone's like yeah I'm sick of the wall running <laughs> I don't I want feet in the ground and they're like and we have a guy that uses a grappling hook I'm like that's that's not that's counterintuitive feet that's in the, the air <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, yeah. that's not feet on the ground but you know it's okay and I mean if they're going to get rid of single player which they did I think battle royale is the easy choice for people to be like yeah battle royale because it, it seems like a very weird approach though because this Call of Duty especially yeah. mm-hmm. like from what I've heard from influencers is that um, when they played Team Deathmatch, yeah. it was everywhere. Mm. But when they played like an objective mode, that's where like the teamwork really mm. came together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really wonder how they're formatting their Battle Royale, because yeah. I don't know how many players are going in. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be squad-based. Um, mm. The only thing is they're advertising is right now is the map. It's a huge map. But the thing is, huh. when Great. we had a chance to talk to some of the uh, team that worked on that mode, mm-hmm. and they had no answers for me at all, I asked... So you're going to have different characters in the ba- in, from the Call of Duty franchise. Will you have anyone beyond the Treyarch line? They're like, we're not saying right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how big's the map? We're not saying right now. Mm-hmm. How many players? Oh, we're not saying right we're now. We're still working on it. <laughs> so there's a lot of questions, and they don't want to answer those questions yet. Mm. Yeah. What that means is who knows. It could mean anything. Yeah. I it, mean, it's still so early. Yeah, it's still because it's not coming out until October. It's coming out on right? my birthday. October October that, that's yeah. pretty October soon. 19. Pretty no, soon. no, that's I a different mean, game. Whoops. Yeah. And in game terms... <laughs> That's pretty soon. That's yeah. pretty soon. We hope they're so they kind of sh- done. No, by but by now. now they, you, like, okay, for something that's coming out in October, they by now they would have some sort of answer for you. Nope. That's, that's yeah. worrying. So, so well, we- there might be. Maybe they're holding off because it's E 3s coming oh, just yeah. around the corner. So there's got to be some more. Are we going to see Battle Royale at E three? No, no, I doubt it. No, no, no. I don't think so. We're probably going to have a summer event where they reveal it sometime in August. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're probably going to have a probably a live stream like for the first time, yeah. Call of Duty, and we have. The opposite of Trevor Noah on this. <laughs> yeah. We have Cliff Blazinski. <laughs> He's going to talk about how awesome Unreal is, but not as awesome as our engine. <laughs> well, speaking of Trevor Noah, yeah. Battlefield Five uh, got, is set in World War II, and uh, it got an, it, an announcement date for uh, October nineteenth. That's when it's coming out. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah, like a week excited. after Call of Duty. Yeah, like a week after Call of Duty. <laughs> it's be Almost exactly. Yeah, these two love to fight against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love that rivalry. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite. It's, it's mm. dumb. Despite uh, them being like two completely separate They're not even yeah. similar. They're like, not even competing. Let's no. be yeah. real. Everyone has their diehards. Yeah. Like, like Call of Duty is the diehard arcade yeah. shooter, and yeah. then Battlefield is the Milsim. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. Um, I find it interesting. Not the announcement. I think is that they're doing some good things. They're announcing some good things. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're not announcing any DLC. But is the a big problem thing. is, uh, the problem is I'm seeing is you're seeing the fan reaction to the stupidest things. Uh-huh. They are red pilling all over this game. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, when no. I was when I was I was just watching the uh, the live stream. You yeah. seen the comments? I was like, wow. Every time. Yeah, anyone and, diversity or yeah. a woman, it's like, huh? Yeah, you're people. all horrible. Yeah. Okay, let's back. Let's back up. Yeah, because we uh, the the cover for those people who haven't seen it yet. The uh, what features uh, a, a woman? woman? A woman with like a um, prosthetic, prosthetic arm. arm. Yeah, yeah. 
Who's so, still a sniper, I think. Uh, and she also wields a cricket bat. Yes, it's you know, really as cool. you do. I like it. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but people were first saying, how dare they kind of go against realism for one, women. For two, she has a robot arm. And people were like, no, that's a prosthetic. <laughs> they had prosthetics. They, they, also, they did. They also, did. there were women in the military. It's not like it was only dudes the entire time. <sighs> yeah. 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 Also, people are upset that they, how dare they try to like bow down to to social justice and allowing for women to be in the games. I'm like, yeah, what what are you? Those like the comments. Yeah, like from from the wait, weren't there there were women last in the last battlefield? Uh, I believe there were. This one, yeah. I know for a fact there yeah. were in the latest the latest Halo, the latest Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, this one they did the reveal. They showed the woman on the cover, and then yeah. they did. They only talked about one of the war stories, which is yeah. their sort of single player experience, mm. and it was yeah. about a Norwegian freedom fighter. Mm. And people were like, "Ah, yeah, that was the sound." Yeah, no. uh, people <laughs> exploding <laughs> with man hate. Yeah, yeah it was, I, and you know, I think overall it was a, it was a good uh, reveal. I mean, the, the lack of DLC, which is something that I think is one of the biggest. Well, issues. I think it, it, they're really kind of taking to heart what happened with um, Star Wars. Battle. Yeah, which is, I think that's good. I think I think they're, they're taking the right messages. They're, they said people did not want these loot boxes. People did not want mm -hmm. these really shallow uh, DLC choices. They people did not want. Uh, shallow games that don't really offer anything in the to the end user, and I think they're listening, and I think For that's sure. good. I mean, do I think all the like adding diversity to a game makes it a better game? No, but what it does do is it shows they're listening to their audience. They're listening. They're trying to appeal to not just the hardcore fans and try mm -hmm. to branch out, which is something that I think Call of Duty is actually not doing. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to play but, but, as this character, okay. you don't have to, right? Like, yeah, that's the other thing. But, uh, it, Brendan, just to go back, does mm -hmm. it make it a good, better game, adding diversity to the game? Well, it's, well it doesn't it makes... automatically make it a better game. A bad game isn't suddenly better for diversity, but it, what it does do is it shows they're listening to their audience and it gives it makes more people's voices feel heard. That's... What I mean, and that does make a better game. Well, like if you, yeah, if you, sure, yeah. I mean, like if you, if you remember, if you, you're showing your audience that you are respecting yeah. their mm -hmm. opinions, and that's that's a a thing that a lot of the best selling developers do. They listen to make sure that their the yeah, hardcore sure. audience is being heard. So but the problem is, there are some developers that will release a bad game, add one bullet yeah. point for the box that mm -hmm. says we have a woman in it, and all they're trying, to, sorry, all they're trying to really do there is try to kind of silence people and try to kind of push the argument away from yeah. you built a bad game. Yeah. I don't think that's the case here. It looks like they put a lot of effort and mm -hmm. the team of DICE have put a lot of effort into building a solid experience. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, we were talking about the reveal earlier. It was kind of like, it never really hit a uh, high high point there. Yeah. It, it was just kind of like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, yeah. this is cool. I think it was the way it was presented. They didn't show the trailer till the end. Yeah, it was structured poorly. Mm -hmm. I did love how much they kept talking about that insane trailer! Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <Trippin> was good. <laughs> I feel that some of the impact they're trying to state with how they're presenting the um, reveal mm -hmm. was lost when the tweet went out saying, look at our insane trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it takes away the impact they just kind of yeah. spent about yeah. an hour describing. Well, maybe you know? they were just very, very proud of this official reveal trailer. I feel using the word insane is a bad use of that term. And <laughs> using I would have preferred it to be Bombastic. actual gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I spent, okay, I, just on another point, the fact that they're trying to include like a differently able person yeah. in this, and then to use the word insane. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I think what they're showing there is like, especially with Battlefield Five right now, they're really pushing a customization system. Mm -hmm. They want you to come back like daily, weekly to participate yeah. in all these new events to acquire yeah. all this new gear and customization yeah. stuff. So it makes sense why you want the the different genders there and stuff. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think a cool thing, I mean, as much as they didn't go with the Battle Royale, which thankfully they didn't, I think that's... To be fair, I'm going to throw it out there, Battlefield is already kind of a that's, battle. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make it a free-for-all. Yeah, and, easily. And then you have the map size, you have the vehicles already in place. Just get, get rid of the response, yeah. and it's a Battle Royale. Yeah, You're well, done. I'm glad they didn't, and, and they, they're bringing something called Grand Operations, which is a bigger version of Operations, mm -hmm. yep. and it, it spans over four days, and basically, like, if you do well on the first day, you have better troops in the second day, and it's it's. Yep. I think that's really cool that to have, like, a four-day cycle. Yeah. yeah, and you can you might not even reach the fourth day. Yeah. The fourth day is like only if you reach like a tie, and then like all you have is it's like, like a mud mud fight. Yeah, as a mud fight, you only have like one magazine, and mm. uh, and, and it's 
it's only one respawn from what I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, it's just that final push to, to finish off the campaign. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's kind of neat. Cool. T- it's a neat touch. It, it, it's new, so it's like, it's, it's, it's nice to see them. I think, well, honestly, that. out of the two reveals, Battlefield feels more impactful, but I also think Call of Duty's going to sell more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's like amazing. every single year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bold prediction. Yeah. I, I know, I'm, I'm on a only limb Only the here. hot takes on uh, Pixels and I'm a limb here. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not an. Inve- I'm not going to say invest in in Activision, but you know, I'm not an insider. But yeah. I think Call of Duty going to sell more. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a feeling, you know. Yeah, it's one of those feelings that's are completely baseless. There's no historical evidence to show this. Yeah, I'm more excited to see like how well each PC port performs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Dice is a PC studio first, so I think that one's going to do better. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, never know. Yeah, so Sony. PlayStation Moss hits hints at potential for new portable system. You know what I think this is? I what think, do you think this is? I think they see the Switch is selling really well, and they say, yep. hey, could we do that exact same thing? So well, we already have those chips. Yeah, we could probably do that yeah. exact same <laughs> so thing. So what, is this just going to be a bigger Vita? Uh, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, yeah. I mean, basically, because Sony had a bit of a few years where they're like, we're not going to do portable, portable's dead, yeah. and the president was like, it's dead. Yeah. And now they're like... You know what? That switch is actually doing yeah. pretty well. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. it's it's kind of catching up. Oh, no, 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 like guys! The... It's not dead. It's just dead for you guys. <laughs> wow. Really? That's a quote. Yeah. Ooh. No, but wouldn't oh. it be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, the Vita was not a bad system. No. And it, it they managed to stave hacking away from that system for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I the biggest problem I see with this is. There's only so many people that want to buy a, a portable system. The, sw- the Switch offers something new, and if Sony just releases another Vita, yeah. that's kind of just the same thing. It's gonna suffer. The yeah, same I mean, rate. they have to be ahead of the trend. They have to do something new yeah. with it, otherwise. I mean, I don't think a back touches the answer. <laughs> no, but I don't two? think it was in the first <laughs> place. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think there's any game I actually used it for. Uh, Little Big Planet used it a bit, and Terror. I never I played Little Big Planet. No, there was Vita. there was a game you got. It was. Uh, it was the one made by the Guacamelee studio. Oh, Severed. Yeah, yeah Severed. They used a back touch pad. Yeah, that, well, they, they meant that intentionally, though. But it was not designed, like, it was designed specifically to utilize everything yeah, but there. But there you go. So, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't a lot of games beyond that. Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was stupid. It was a stupid thing. It was dumb. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was the developers. That was had nothing to do with Sony. <laughs> <laughs> that that was them wanting to use uh, tools. Uncharted used it for puzzles. The okay. Uncharted game is different puzzles. Makes yeah, sense. it's not very good for puzzles. No, but it's, yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> um, honestly, I think there's ideas Sony can do. Sony has a good tech department. It's yeah. some of the yeah. best in the business. Nintendo actually doesn't, but they just make things fun. They're an ideas yeah. factory. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, the Switch is just an Nvidia shield with a different screen and a controller. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. So Sony has like chip makers. It has like it has design teams that can make something. It's just if they have the innovation within the, within the company to do something mm-hmm. interesting. And it seems like the Sony, this is all this is is Sony boss saying, yeah, maybe we're gonna put some R and D and see what we can do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if VR was doing really well for them, I don't think that it's they not, would be going not. for it. But it, it's not right, and I think that they're sort of like, oh, did you let, see the let's la- latest no. report where they said it's selling slower than they anticipated? Yikes! Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is kind of just not selling. The PS Vita Move, where you can take off the Move controllers on the side of the screen. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Honestly, I, I think Sony has the tech people to make this happen, mm-hmm. yeah. and. They have the industry connections to make it a reality. Yep. It's just they need to find someone that wants to buy it. Problem is, unlike the Switch, they don't have the internal market that just wants to buy anything that company. Look at Jordan. Yeah. 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 The Switch could have been horrible, and he would have bought it. I bought a Wii U, so. Yeah, there you Sorry. go. <laughs> so did he. He yeah. defends it. We miss you, Jordan. You're uh. not here this week. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so... Um, Interesting news. Uh, Overwatch is now licensing with Lego and Hasbro for some new toys. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. I mean... Cool. I Halo mean, has Mega Blocks, so why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean... So they're doing some Nerf products. They're calling them uh, Blizzard... Wait, wait, sorry. They're calling them... What are they calling them? Overwatch Blasters? Sure. Yeah, I think Makes they're sense. just called Overwatch Blasters. Um, so that's cool, because I like Nerf guns. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, there's a lot of guns in the game. To so. be fair... Yeah. 
Nerf guns already kind of look like they're from Tracer's Hawaii. pistols. Yeah. They got the yeah. other yellow already. Like, yeah, like, it's perfect. <laughs> really, you could just take a Nerf gun and people would believe it's from yeah. Overwatch. I think what's most exciting about this news is that there's that Lego's been teasing some sort of unannounced game that they're that they're sort of bringing, and I'm like, you know, Lego Overwatch might make some sense because there's no story mode in Overwatch. They could have a lot of different little missions and stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't really want. It, it'd be a lot, but um, I mean, well, right now that stupid. that hasn't actually been announced. Yeah, no, um, that's not. That's but just, they're yeah. definitely creating some uh, building sets. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. At a yeah. variety of price points, fair, starting with probably... A I know what the next Lego game is, but I can't say. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. He's pulling his sheet that we can't look over. No, so. sorry. Oh, man. Oh. It's, it's not, as far as I know, it's not Overwatch. Oh, no. Sorry. Maybe it's a code name. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, Lego Overwatch, I think it makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sure. It's, it's, yeah. I want Transformers it's Overwatch. I want... How does that work? <laughs> we just, yeah, just make a line of toys. <laughs> I'll transform? buy it. Yeah. Into what? They all have to have their Into own special vehicle? Into a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, it's a Nerf gun too. Whoa. <laughs> you went deep, Cole. Jeez. Uh, I've, I've Industry insights, guys. I don't know. I don't know. When I was when I had my Transformers when I was young and they had the first run because I'm that old, uh, they had they still had like projectiles over. You can actually shoot things yeah. out of them. Do yeah. They, that yeah, they still do those. Yeah. I think they're safe. How many people actually have the projectiles they shot still? Oh, yeah. oh very rarely. Yeah, yeah. But, but I have one. They have a lot of value if you can if you, <laughs> you can, can keep them. them. You can buy the yeah. recharge pack. Don't worry. Sweet, sweet. Oh, yeah. cool. And last but not least, uh, Fortnite has donated. To, well, actually, not donated, but has starting to, is contributing to an esports uh, prize pool. He. Uh, with over a hundred million dollars, that's a lot of money. That's yeah, weirdly various large. different. Uh, that's an obscenely large amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. an obscenely sure. large player base. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not a fan of the news, but it makes sense. Like, it's basically printing money for them. Like, and like we have this. We we could just burn this money. Yeah, let's use yeah. it for something else. Yeah. And esports is big. Ninjas, ninjas doing this stuff. So all this money is just going directly to ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk uh, reviews. So we've got a few things coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. Brendan, you're going to talk about uh, dreams, right? Yep. Ooh, dreams. Our dreams. dreams. And you also got a chance to see Solo. I did. Yeah. It was yeah. A thing. So yep. we're going <laughs> to talk about Solo. We're going to talk about dreams. Um, we're going to get some Overwatch news. We've got some comic news, and uh, yeah. So stick around. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yeah. yes, you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. Thanks again, sponsors. All right, Brendan, you went to go see Solo, a uh, Star Wars story. I did. I saw that this week. Tell us all about it. Um, as okay. much as you can without spoilers. Uh, this... Or do we care about spoilers? I mean, there's some spoilers you can get. I mean, there are certain, like, events that take place in the movie. Like, oh, it's sad that happened. Okay. Uh, but really, it's it's just like, have you ever watched an 80s action movie? It's that. It is that. It feels exactly like you'd expect from an 80s action movie. There's some interesting elements. There's some good scenes. Um, but the actor they picked to play Solo is not very good. That's yeah, but we were all expecting yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, like, just on the trailers and everything. I mean, it, it feels like a Ron Howard movie. Like, it, if you've ever watched a Ron Howard, he's done the, he did the Da Vinci Code in those ones, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It feels like that. Like, there's no depth to it. Um, the acting's kind of just there. There's way better actors than deserve to be in this movie. And it doesn't really go anywhere, but nor can it. I mean, nothing that takes place in this movie can be that impactful because we know Mm -hmm. who he is, where he came from, and kind of where he ends up. So he can't end up with any love interest because we know that he doesn't. Yeah. He can't die. Chewie can't die. Uh, he can't have like, badly scarred or had this major impact on his life because he doesn't ever show that later. So they have limited things they can do with it. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, Donald Glover's in The Lando Road 
is a far better character because we didn't really know anything about Lando. We just know that they had like an iffy relationship. He's yeah. got nice and, capes. Yeah. And he was yeah, like the original owner of the Falcon. Yeah. 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 And there's an entire scene that they explore all his capes. Oh, that's exciting. That's <laughs> a thing that happens in the movie. They all look through all Lando's capes. That's all I want. <laughs> also, there's a scene where someone tries using his cape to put out a fire, and he's really shocked they'd use one of his capes to put oh, out a fire. Oh, man. You know, oof. you uh, sold me. He also has a... He, he, there's also <laughs> a scene that shows... Capes. <laughs> there's a scene in the show he has a Hawaiian shirt cape. Because of course he does. Really? Yes. You can see all the capes, and you see, look at one like, that's totally just a Hawaiian shirt cape. I now feel so spoiled. <laughs> As someone who owes a pair of Lando socks, I'm excited. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly... Do you, wait, do your socks have capes? Oh, no, no. Okay. You should add them. You should add a cape. Add capes oh. to your socks. But honestly, anyway. the big <laughs> thing to note about this movie is... The supporting cast is fantastic. The, I, other than I didn't like Woody Woody Harrelson. Yep. Yeah. Didn't. I, I mean, I just don't really enjoy his acting. He plays the same character in every movie. Kind of a guy that's kind of really tired with his life, but he's still he's still gonna double cross you somewhere because he's Woody Harrelson. Yep. Um. I, I mean, I, I did like the uh, the um, love interest. She did a good job. She's the um, Daenerys from Game of Thrones woman. Kira. Um. The role that, uh, as I said, La- the Donald Glover and Lando work really well. Chewie, and even though the main character is bad, him with Chewie worked really well. They have a so good chemistry. Chewie obviously carried this one. No, because Chewie doesn't say anything. He just makes a thing, and, and you just have that back and forth straight man thing where yeah. Lando's like, "No, Chewie, we're not doing that." You're like, "Well, I wonder what they're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you had some really good, like, kind of mugging by uh, Chewie in there, as much as a giant Muppet can. You know, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they had some really good practical effects. You had some like crime lords that were just straight up Muppets. Oh yes, and that was neat. They had uh, they also had some computer generated characters, but you know, that's it's a Star Wars movie. That's kind of expected. Uh, the storyline really doesn't go anywhere. Or it doesn't really matter. They're all hunting down hyperfuel, a thing that we've never heard about since or wow. before. It's because it's too dangerous. They must have Is this how we go to light speed? Well. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> it makes sense. They kind of just say, we're going to put some of this hyperfuel in the Falcon at one point. And they're like, oh my God, that's going to be crazy. Don't overdose. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> one of the robots is a robot freedom fighter, and that's a thing. It's, it's, it sounds like a fun movie. It's a fun movie, but it, there's, you walk away and you're like, well, I can forget everything I just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just adds nothing to the canon, really. So it's, nothing. Yeah, so it's not going to scratch that itch of, hey, I saw Last Jedi, I want more. No, there's nothing you see in this movie that has any impact. It mm-hmm. is the most shallow of all the Star Wars movies. Whereas Rogue One was a deep, dark look at how these characters got these plans out. And that worked really well for what it was. This is literally just, hey, we need another Star Wars movie. Make one about... Solo, I guess. I don't know. That's fine. If they made a Lando movie, it would have been more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because we already knew, we knew what we needed to know about Han Solo. We also had a lot of uh, extended universe stuff that's not canon anymore, but it's, you know. We knew what we needed to know about Solo, and what we didn't know just kind of makes him feel like a real human. He did things, Mm -hmm. and he got to this point. The the things didn't matter. It just knows that it's made him jaded. Now that we know those things, there's a little bit of mystery lost on Solo, Mm -hmm. and he just feels less of an interesting character. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's fine. But Lando is great. So you might want to just go see it for Lando. Yes. Yeah, but I think that, I, I know that's the only reason why most people want yeah. to go see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But he's in the movie for like 10 minutes. Like, totally. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's not, oh. it's not like he's every single scene there's Lando. He comes into the movie about 45 minutes in. Even after that, he kind of just does some flying. He makes some, like, he records a diary at one point. He talks about capes a bit. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I mean... That's really ev- all we need. Everything he... Every scene he's in is gold. It's just... It doesn't really matter. He doesn't really do anything either. He doesn't learn anything. He never progresses as a character. He's kind of the exact same character he was at the beginning, at the end. And Solo's kind of the same way. I mean... Yeah, but at least we... Yeah, at least we were expecting that. With I mean, Solo even then, no. Because the end result of the movie doesn't make Solo the character we know and love. He's still like this innocent, naive wannabe rogue at the end of the movie that he was at the beginning of the movie. He just was kind of dicked over a few times. Just wait for a duo sequel. Yeah, when the sequel, we finally figure out... Because the Han Solo... The Han Solo from... That was bad. That was really bad. The Han Solo we have, the original trilogy, is person that is in it for himself. He doesn't really care about other people. He cares about other people in so much as what he'll get him. 
the end result of this movie does not yield that character. All we get at the end of this movie is he kind of still naive. He still believes people are good, and he still do the right thing no matter what. Yeah. 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 So I mean, if you yeah. if you want your Han Solo to be the guy that didn't shoot first, this is probably a movie. If you want the rogue that you first saw in 1977, this is not that character. I see. Mm. Well, that's a shame. But if you like Fast and the Furious movies, you're pretty good watching this. Yeah. It's mm. all about the space. They even say family is not. You're not born with family. Oh, God. Oh, yes. yes. No. Yes. No, that is only for Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. And even then. (laughs) Oh, there's a family reference in this movie. (sighs) Your crew is family. Your crew is family. If Woody Harrelson says that, I I think he does, actually. I quit. (laughs) I think he does. Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, You don't need to watch this movie. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's a good summer movie. If you want to enjoy... Two, just a little over two hours of just a fun romp. This is it. If you like fun, check out this movie. If you if you want serious drama, <laughs> no. But I really wanted to see what uh, Lord Miller would have done with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like some of it's in there, but whatever. It's fine. It's But whatever, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the answer. Those are Brendan descriptives. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's not super dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> oh, it actually is pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so don't go see Solo. Oh, no, it's fine. See it. Go Why see not? Solo. I don't know. Or don't. Sure. We don't care. Whatever. <laughs> You've convinced me. Either way. Yeah. It's a seven. Like, the seven is pretty much the essence of, eh, sure. <laughs> this is how we got to pitch our games yeah. and stuff. Hey, play our game. Or don't. Or we yeah. don't care. Just give us money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh. All right. All right, cool. Uh, so, let's going from Star Wars, let's talk to some comics. All right, so you, Alex, and Cole read Alex a bunch of stuff. Alex and Cole reading comics. Alex and Cole read comics. They're the best of friends. I don't remember <laughs> my song. Yeah. I don't. Do we have a song? I the first day we oh. had a song. Wow. Well, I don't remember yeah, that. We're already crumbling, but let's, let's get on with <laughs> these yeah, comics. This this segment is just destroyed. So Cole, there were a number of number of books out this week. Yes, it was a good week for comics. And a not so great week for comics. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how comics go. That's yeah, every week, but uh. <laughs> Uh, I think we start with Invisible Iron Man 600. Yes, another monumental issue. Yeah, okay, this, uh, I'm getting burnt out because every week it's like Daredevil 400, uh, Spider-Man <laughs> 800. <laughs> it's, this this renumbering crap it does not feel earned, but also it's like kind of takes away the celebration. Yeah, it's a lot. I think it's good that it's coming out like after Infinity War, like all these monumental issues are hitting yeah, because it's, it's getting people into the shops, I hope. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Brian Michael Bennis' last issue on Iron Man... Last issue at Marvel. It certainly did stuff. Yeah, not good. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly checked out of the book about halfway through. I, I finished it, but it was mostly skimming. Because the first page, you see um, like a, a Tony Stark. Yeah, um, the AI. The AI, and it is a wall of text. Yeah. It is a wall of text, and then the next page is another wall of text, and there's just so much. And there's nothing of value to draw from all that no, it, huge dialogue. It's kind of just him being sort of sly and quippy, right? It's, it's yep. sort, of, sort of being like, hey, I'm an AI. <laughs> <laughs> Love me. But it, I think that it, for graphic novels, I, I mean, obviously you got to writing. It's, it's, it's pictures and writing. But yeah. I think that a lot of the time, I mean, the images have to draw, have to lead the be the driving force, I think, and I think covering it up with all that text that's not particularly exciting at all is it? Yeah, is it's not showcasing the art to its full no, potential. No, because there were some great artists on there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Andrea Sorrentino was on there, uh, Alex Maliv, like a, a bunch of guys that Bendis has worked with, and I think as an anniversary, it just kind of feels bloated. Yeah, so for people who haven't, like, kept up with Iron Man recently, uh, ever since the events of Civil War Two happened, Tony's been actually out of the picture, mm-hmm. and Riri Williams uh, has been put in his place. Uh, and taking the mantle as Ironheart. There's been two Civil Wars? Yes. yes. Civil War Two wasn't as good as the first. Okay. Yes, yeah. it's actually it vastly ins- it inferior. Was awful. <laughs> Let's not go back there. But. Uh, and and Victor Von Doom has also taken up the mantle as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Is it a good Iron Man or a bad Iron Man? Uh, like yeah. a, he's hit and miss. Yeah, hit or miss. Sometimes murder. So sometimes he's like a good guy. Sometimes he's like, ah, I'm going to kill an entire well, city. It's going to be Doom. My name's Victor. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> It's not his motivation. Um, so the 600th, <clears throat> 600th issue was really just putting things back in their place. Okay. Yeah, because uh, there's, there's a relaunch coming. Yeah, yep. uh, that we're kind of going into right now. Mm-hmm. So Tony's back. He rebooted his system after Civil War II because he's been finagling with his body so much that it's basically like he's parts 
part like cybernetic at this point. Yep. Uh, but so is Rhodey, who died in the events of Civil War Two. If only he could come back in Invincible Iron Man Six Hundred. I know, right? Put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rhodey's back, and he comes back bald and like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, that was probably like the the my favorite scene right yeah. there was just them mm-hmm. uh, talking with each other and quipping with each other. Yeah, I mean, I think there is. Like the, the book has enough stuff that, that that's good and charming, but I think it's really bogged down by the opening, and then it's just by the end, I was yeah. like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, uh, Rary's gonna join a new team, and it looks like Victor is set up to be like a new villain. Yep. So I guess we can move on then to uh, another Marvel book. Why don't, yeah. we, why don't we talk about Ta-Nehisi Coates' Black Panther number one? So you're, you're talking about people, you know, the timing of the anniversary issues. Be like, oh, people saw Infinity War. They've seen the Marvel films. They can jump in, which I don't think an Iron Man would be a good point because yeah. on that point, it's like, well, you got to. I, I think Dan Slott's run is where you should start with yeah. next. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but with with Black Panther, it takes Black Panther to space and introduces the Wakandan Empire, who yes. basically rule a bunch of galaxies and are kind of cutthroat. Yeah, it's basically Black Panther meets Star Wars, and it's a really fun first issue. It's really fun because um, T'Challa doesn't have his memory, but he's you you know he's T'Challa, right? The first yeah. time you see him, he's got that. I don't know if it's the way it's, he's drawn, but he's got that presence and everything, and it's really cool. Yeah, and he's having flashbacks to times with Storm and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Did they date at some point? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were married at some point. Yeah, of course, they were. Married. But, but now we're somewhere in a different galaxy. Okay. Yeah. So, so the Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakandan Empire is. It, it's now a space empire. Yes. Yes. It's a different one than the one on Earth, but yeah, or we think. I think the backstory that they established was that uh, when the meteorite originally fell with all the vibranium, there mm-hmm. was a select colony of Wakandans that decided we're going to space. Yep, and this is where they're at. So, um, yeah. How did that make any sense? It, that's comics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it might not make sense, but it, th- this one, it's 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 really interesting in you for Black okay. Panther. Yeah, cool. I don't and, even know why T'Challa's there. No, and there's also characters from the Black Panther movie, so it works. Like if you've seen the movie, it's yeah, Nakia, it's really easy Mbaku, to get in. But are they? Mm, that's the question. Yes, yeah. a lot of that questions. That makes as much sense as anything. It was else. lots of fun. Mm-hmm. And then the last book to talk about is Flash number forty-seven, which starts the Flash Wars Flash Part Wars. One. I mean, on the first page, uh, <laughs> Flash is talking. Um, Wally West talking to Barry Allen. The, the the two Flashes, and then yeah, the two iconic ones that we know from Justice. And they're League quarreling, and, the and then um, you know Barry's like, "Don't go," and F- Wally's like, "If you don't let me go, I'm gonna break your legs." <laughs> it's <laughs> never like, gonna run again. Is he from the fifties. Um, Barry's from the fifties. Wally's, I think, the newer one. Yeah, yeah. Wally's well, the newer one. one. Sure. A bunch of them. But yeah, he's like, "You're never gonna run again, son." <laughs> so it actually, sounds like he's from the fifties. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. we're we're amping it up because it felt like that in the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the dialogue is superheroes fighting each other, and then the oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. a lot of that. And then, but the ending's pretty cool because it brings back Hunter it brings Solomon, back. Yep. Zoom. Zoom. And he's like, "My name is Hunter Solomon, but you could call me." Zoom, and then he's gonna save his children. So that, it's pretty rad. I mean, it's it's, it's superhero hijinks. Yeah, with really Flash, you, with Flash, you get like really stupid but fun stories. Yes, yeah. and but, definitely. Yeah, but Flash has never been a serious. No, serious. No. Yeah, there's only like select moments, and even then, they're the not. Flashpoint like, paradox was a little bit serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about like expressing heart through those stories. Yeah. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the fun. This superhero. one's really fast. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, those are comics this week. Yep. Cool. Good comics. <laughs> some good comics. Yeah. Also some good comics. Also some good comics. Make sure to support oh, your man. LCS. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to explain what that means just in case. No. Oh, yeah. local comic book <laughs> store. <laughs> support the LCS. We're not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I was guessing. Hold on. Support the LCBO. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, everyone should be. This week? No, last weekend we should have been supporting the LCBO, right? Uh. I'm looking up LCS. I just want to see what else... Please tell me it's nothing else. <laughs> no, tell me it's just the, the comments. first, like the first thing you find out oh, is no. uh, a League of Legends team. That, that's fine. We're that's fine. fine. Yeah, that, you know, um, that's on brand. Let's go. <laughs> something they have to do with. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, I think it's. I think the the, the highest rank here is. The uh, point is, get off your computer and go support your store. Yeah. League of Legends yeah. championships. So support your League of Legends local sports team. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Uh, this is why uh, comics are going down. Is, uh, the only reason. They're, yeah. they're just bad SEO for comics. Yep. That's all. Bad yeah, SEO. recent free fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, um, so speaking of League of Legends, tell me some Overwatch news, Alex. Hey, so oh, good segue. <laughs> I know. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the Boston Uprising, who 10 wins, no losses in Stage 3. You know, they're rolling high, doing good. Yep. Stage 4. 
Well, they're going to go 0-10, it looks like, because oh, uh, no. zero wins, three losses, and it looks like losing their coach did actually affect them a lot. No. And we, we, know, got that, we know got that playbook. Yeah, and I mean, with the 10-0 thing, they're still in the overall running, but they haven't looked good at all, and they lost to the Dallas Fuel. <gasps> I know. Is that bad or good? That's that's, that's that's the team with all the scandals and yeah. the players, and the yeah, they've had an awful year, but now that they're picking it up, so maybe maybe Dallas will do good now. Wait, have know. they had any scandals since that last major one? I mean, one? their player is still in Korea dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. And then it's weird, because overall, it's like analysts are like, oh, they're like, like, one of the guys is pointing him out, like, oh, you know, you're setting a bad precedent by paying him. And even though he's not playing for the team and sort of going right over the mental health issue, which I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty. That's... Yeah. Shout out Monte Cristo. You're great. Uh, but, yeah. Boston's falling. Dallas is rising, I guess. They have, they have more wins than they had all of last stage right now. So. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of need it which after is, all that stuff, yeah, right? As a long-suffering fan, it, it feels nice. But, yeah, I it's mean... the team that Lisa's cheering for? Shanghai Dragons. They're gone. They're gone, right? Uh, Did they win anything? Uh, they're zero and thirty-two right now. Aww. Oh god! But actually, actually, they're uh, they're playing. Yep, yeah, you know, they could be uh, one and thirty-three by the end of this week. So. You That's think nice. so? Uh, let's just say their their match against Philly. Looking good. It's looking good. Looking good. <laughs> I'm lying to myself anyway. But yeah, that's that's the Overwatch <laughs> news for the week. Oi. Yeah. Cool. Uh... I guess, yeah. Watching these, cool. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some games. Uh, Cole, you played uh, a couple games for us this week. What'd you play? Yeah, so uh, this week I put up a review for Mega Man Legacy Collection One and Two on Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for people who've already experienced the Mega Man Legacy Collections, you already know what you're getting into. It's yeah. the it's the perfect archive of the ten original Mega Man games. Um, that is faithfully reproduced using is, the is it, Eclipse is it, Engine. Isn't ten? Like the one they released for Xbox 360. Yep. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Just the just legacy. Checking. Yep. <laughs> well, it, they they even have the 11th entry planned right now. But but I think it's mm-hmm. good that they have all 10 of those games like assembled yeah. into this collection. So nine and 10 are the new ones, right? Yes, nine and 10 yeah. are the new ones. Weird. Um, and they even go back to like the classic 8-bit style. It's it seems like a good thing for your if you're a Mega Man fan getting and Mega Man yeah. and they're also releasing a Mega Man X Legacy Collection as well. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, one and two are releasing at the same time. They're not actually mm. spreading mm. those releases apart. Uh, but yeah, you get the whole X Collection out of that. With the Switch port in particular of Legacy Collection one and two, they've actually added some things that hopefully aren't exclusive to the Switch platform, but right now are. Mm. Uh, and that is Legacy Collection one now has a rewind feature. So because of the brutal difficulty of the original NES games, um, a lot of people are going to be learning these games through trial and error. But instead of if you have a bad run at a boss or if you fall into a pitfall because you mistimed a jump, now you can hit uh, the, the L button and that's going to rewind you back so that you can attempt uh, attempt the stage again without losing a life. So is this something that you can turn off or is this something that's always there? It's always there as an option, so there is definitely the choice of abusing it mm-hmm. if you really want. I actually kind of like set up my own house rules. Like I'm only going to use five rewinds a level. Okay. Uh, and if I rewind against a boss, I have to rewind it all the way back to when, when both of our health bars are like where we started. Okay. That way it feels like a fair challenge to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you can definitely abuse it and just so like... you can just keep rewinding and killing the boss? Yes. Wow. Uh, and once you know his attack pattern, it's like, okay, now I can dodge it all and, and like time my jumps properly and hmm. do all that kind of stuff and, and really abuse it. Uh, Legacy Collection 2 does not get that. Uh, instead, they have just an added armor mode. I don't know why they didn't decide to add a rewind feature with that as well, but that's just Capcom's choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Legacy Collection 2, 1, sorry, gets uh, one extra addition is a turbo CPU mode, which... Uh, Basically, because the Eclipse engine faithfully recreates these titles, the gameplay is going to be as perfect as it was on the NES, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the... But with that comes the sprite flickering, comes okay. uh, the slowdown of having too much action on the screen. Uh, so the turbo CPU mode, by enabling it on the Switch, is going to basically eliminate slowdown uh, by a considerable degree, mm-hmm. at least when I turned it on and started playing uh, through Mega Man 1 again. Uh, it, it was noticeable that things were uh, that there could be a lot more on the screen in terms of projectiles and enemies, and I wasn't uh, actually struggling with controlling Mega Man and doing precise things with him. So it gives you the option to do it, play it how it came out, and it gives you the option of playing it sort of like refined. Yes, that's really cool in a port because it's like, hey, you can play it 
like the purest way that it happened, and yeah. you can also like we yeah. fixed it a bit. It's weird that they're Switch exclusive though. I'm hoping that these come to the come as a patch to the Xbox One, PS4, and PC releases as well, because uh, fans uh, really. Uh, we're saddened that these features like weren't included at launch, mm-hmm. but now they're here in the Switch release. That's it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, and then the last game I checked out, which uh, I wasn't really impressed by, is uh, City of Brass. Okay. okay. So what? Tell us a little bit about this one. So this is by Uppercut Games, which I believe is a team that split off from like the original Bioshock team. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what they did was they decided to create this this uh, first-person uh, roguelike uh, called City of Brass. So it basically has like this Arabian Nights feel to it. Mm-hmm. You're a treasure hunter who is exploring through all of these, uh, through all of these hallways and such to uh, get treasure, to fight off skeletons, and to make wishes with genies. Um, as you do. Yes. Uh, so very Aladdin in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem that I have with it is that I don't think first-person really applies well to a roguelike situation. No. Where originally a lot of these roguelikes are just 2D experiences, whether it's uh, they're trying to mimic a Metroidvania or they're trying to do uh, something like Oregon Trail, uh, similar to Death Road to Canada. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the way that they have to increase the difficulty is to play with your perspective. It is, we have traps set up on the walls, we have traps set up on the floor, we have traps set up above, and you have to just manage all of your situational awareness before you really make a move. Um, I also found that the combat uh, was really clunky, which was really surprising. So the combat is comprised of two of, I would say, three keynotes. Uh, You have a slide, you have a whip, and you have a sword. And with the slide, you're supposed to be able to tackle into the Mm -hmm. enemies. You're supposed to be able to avoid, like, four traps. And with the whip, you can target specific points. You can trigger the traps. You can target specific points on an enemy to react differently. So you can pull him towards you. You could uh, push him away from you. uh, And then you can set him up for a sword attack. I felt that, at least on the console version, the, the precision of the whip and the precision of the sword was very mismatched. It's just... There's no aim assist there, and on a controller, you really need just just even a tad of aim assist just to get you Mm -hmm. pushed into the right direction. So I think that if you do pick up City of Brass, I can't give my thoughts on the PC release, but from what I've heard on the Steam store, this is the definitive version of the game that I think people should check out. Yeah, right now Steam is, like, it's got a very, very positive response on Steam. Yeah. So it seems to be the that's the plot. If you're going to pick it up, that's going to be the platform to pick it up. Yeah. I I also don't know like what kind of graphic settings they have. If they're going to have a field of view slider and all that kind of stuff applied with it as well on the PC release. Uh, but if you do check it out, I would say that that is the preferred platform. And it's not an expensive game. It's like twenty thirty bucks. Yeah, somewhere I I, yeah. I would say twenty bucks. At least on the Steam store. Let me check real quick. It is twenty two seventy nine Canadian. So probably like just under twenty bucks American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cheap. Is it worth it for the price? Um, at least from my experience dealing with the console release, no. I think that there are vastly better roguelikes out there. Yeah, cool. But it's neat. It's neat. Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting concept. I think that it needs a good amount of polish, mm-hmm. and they do say that they are going to be supporting it with future patches as well as content. It's a smaller team, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, mm. yeah good effort on a small team. Cool. All right, and Brendan, you oh, saw... Oh, I did, I did other things, really? Yeah, you oh, saw... Oh, wow. You, you saw Dreams. I did. I did see Dreams. You can um, tell, tell us about Dreams? Yeah, I'll talk about Dreams. Um, <laughs> so what does everyone here know about Dreams? Little Big Planet. I have them occasionally. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Um, so Dreams is... Basically, if you had taken the concept of Little Big Planet and pushed it to its limit, that's what Dreams is. Mm-hmm. It is a game that you can make everything you want within the game itself. So, in the demo I was looking at with another journalist, um, we kept the big joke of our demo was the fact that we kept asking, and this was made in Dreams too? This too? <laughs> this music here was made in Dreams? What about this menu? Oh, this one too. So, the only thing not made in Dreams when you're utilizing the game are, is the UI. Everything else was made within the game itself. Okay. Uh, I, although that would be really impressive yeah. if like the UI itself was made in Dreams. <laughs> no. That would be like, how did that even happen? So, it, it, so <laughs> you can draw the world you're in. You can just copy the world. You can resize the world. And because it's made in voxels, it has a really unique look. And it's a it's 
a game where it lets you build any type of game you want. They showed us different sections where, like, the you had the base tutorial mode type thing. Yeah. Where you had, um, like, a little cute characters you can take over and kind of just wander the world. But you also, when you start Dreams, you, you take control of a series of mouse pointers that have uh, faces and stuff and you, the little imps. Okay. And you use the tip of the imp to um, control the world, like a mouse pointer. Yeah. And you can also take over any object in the world. So you can take over a light bulb and you can turn it on and off. So whatever the aspect of that object is, you can take control of. So if you take over a shape with legs, you can walk around. If you take over a little character with arms and legs, you can use both those things. And it really allows you to build any kind of world you want. Because whatever you take over, you can interact with and work with. So in the demo we tried, which is about a 45-minute demo, which is not much to do this sort of game, we build a level. So we took we, we played through a few of the tutorial modes. We saw different areas. There's a noir area. There is a dark world, and then there's the world of the kind of the fun painterly world. And there's also countless other things you can do with uh, community created assets. But we made a level. So we just took the the kind of the painterly world that looks kind of like just a giant watercolor painting, and we yeah. we mixed it. So we added some weird effects. We added a platform that moves up and down when you get close to it. We created a musical sting for the level and all this other stuff and it honestly took us about 15 minutes we built a full level that you can kind of interact with and jump in and out but that was just okay. taking a pre-existing level on well we're taking pre-existing assets we didn't make our own assets so you can make your own assets on this yes so but can you like upload images and can you they are very cagey on what you can and can't upload because I, I think they're being very careful to avoid the um, T, uh, TTP yeah yeah they want to avoid TTP in this game What's uh, TTP? Yeah, what's TTP? Time to penis. Oh! oh. No, that'll still happen like, yeah. for yes, a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're trying to avoid that, so they're talking about how they're trying to put... They have a lot of moderation in place, and they're trying to really make sure that what you can build in the game will be moderated. So you can build the dirtiest thing you physically want, but the community's not going to see it. Aww. Oh. But I just want TTP levels. <laughs> uh, but what the biggest... Do they have an opt-in option? <laughs> <laughs> They're so creative. Uh, but what is interesting is the fact that you can take any aspect... Like, you can remix any levels. You can download a level from online and then remix it to your heart's content. You can add, like, weird glitch effects. You can add a weird filter over it. You can make it look like a CRT TV. You can do anything you want. So okay. this really allows you to build any sort of game you'd ever imagine in Dreams. And, like, the remix area, the area that kind of, like, lets you jump from different concepts to different concepts. And it was a bunch of different levels made by different members of the Media Molecule team, from, like, an art person to a person that just works in the office. And it shows different levels of sophistication. So the developer we were with built a side-scroller that looked like it was being painted through comic panels as you were walking through the level. That's really cool. Um, another one was this hug level where you're basically just a, a, a shape with arms trying to hug other shapes that kept running away from you and jumping off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another one that looks like kind of like a dark horror game where you're like a little character kind of exploring a mine and this kind of abandoned world. And a variety of different things from side scrollers to platformers to kind of a point and click adventure. So it really kind of allows you to do anything you want. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm really sad because it does feel more like a development tool than a game. Yeah. But there's at this time, there's no way to play the levels without buying Dreams itself. Hmm. So it, it's neat. And uh, I think the biggest tell to why Dreams is interesting was the developer was talking about how he was getting his reception ready. And he was talking to his uh, partner, and they were talking about how they're going to get like the flowers and how it's going to all look and what they want to do. And so he built the reception area, the reception place in dreams <laughs> got her to put on the 3d helmet and changed it in real time to get it to be what she wanted it to be interesting yeah so it really allowed a, a level of flexibility and creativity that you would not think possible within a game mm -hmm. um it's just a question of is there an it, i don't want to kind of get to the point when people say is this the last game you're ever going to need because it's just every game yeah like we got with no man's sky it, i don't <laughs> think that's the case it is a creativity tool that lets you make a very unique style of product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it don't think you're going to buy this game and suddenly every game is a possibility now. Mm -hmm. It might be, but from looking at what I've seen, it's going to take you a long time to make some of the more complex concepts. Yeah. But like anything. Like you can In that concept, you could take like Game Maker Studio and make every game imaginable, but yeah. 
you need to know have some not art skills along with some music skills along with some level design skills to make a thing that's good yeah so have they said that they're going to include like uh, like a campaign at all there will be a like a single player mode built by the team similar to that's like cool. little big planet yeah. so you have and you might never go into the create mode you might just play levels the community makes and levels the little, uh, the team mini molecule make and you're good you've okay. just it's lots yeah. of different experiences and you're fine with that but it also gives you the idea that you can remix everything, make your own thing, use it as a hell. You can use it as a music studio and just do that the entire time. Like, I made this amazing song and make an entire YouTube channel of just the songs you made in Dreams. You could probably do that in this game. Mm-hmm. There was one person did, on the team made a music video where it had like weird things going on, but the big focus was on the music and the way the music was working through the level. Yeah. So you could do any. It really does allow you the freedom to do anything you want. Okay, so my big question is, in terms of copywriting and ownership of properties after you've created something. I'm betting there's a long terms of service that you sign when you make the new yeah. sign up dreams because I'm sure Sony wants the ability if you upload it to the cloud, it's probably theirs. If you mm-hmm. don't upload it to the cloud and just use the PS share button, it's probably yours. I don't want them to take my Cory in the House trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm guessing as soon as you upload it, you've relinquished rights to that game. So you can't turn around and make a sale of that game then. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it isn't. It's it's a good just, creativity tool, but I don't look at it as a way for you to get into game development. Well, I'm more thinking less of that because I think it's a good stepping stone to get people interested. In oh yeah, doing very it much like so. that because it's so like yeah. a, according to you, it's very intuitive, right? Mm. It's very accessible. I think so, certain aspects will take a bit of time to get used to, like the controls. I tried it for a little bit. I found it was a really cumbersome control scheme. But the developer quickly picked it up, and you could see how much he could do within the universe of just moving his controller around and jumping in. So it, once you get used to it, it seems like it's very intuitive. It just you have to get used to it. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I after seeing it, I'm more excited for what it is. Yeah, because it was it, it, announcements up to this point have been very, very vague. Yeah. Yes. But very it, vague. there is a game in dreams. Yeah. Because it looked like it was like a bunch of ways to paint cool things on this weird virtual cra- kind of like tilt brush. It felt like a really expensive tilt brush. And yeah. it seems like it's more than that. And that's good. That's good. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we should just wrap it up there. Right, gentlemen? Yeah. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to end. Uh, on dreams. Dreams, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can make that game we talked about a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Wow. Guys, we got our ultimate battle royale. This is still yep. our yeah. With CCG <laughs> FPS elements. Transformers? Open world, survival. <laughs> yes, you can transform crafting. in our game I as bet well. money that uh, Muni Milka is going to work closely with copyright holders to stop, you know, the Transformer level or the whatever level because they want to make sure they don't get hit by copyright strikes. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's opening up a whole that's different... That's really tough. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be messy. This is going to be messy. Well, before they had that same kind of problem with Little Big Planet. They had to take down a lot of, like, license-based concepts. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, I'm sure uh, Minecraft has the same issues. With well, I'm sure Minecraft does. Like, there's a lot of, like, Star Trek levels that they can't officially endorse, but if it's on their own private server, yeah, it's fine. We're not going to say anything, but you might not want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for the chat. It was good talking to all of you. And thank you, all of our listeners, if you uh, liked for listening and if you like what you hear or you want to know more about the things we've talked about please visit us at CGMag online you can like and subscribe to our podcast on Buns Podcast Network Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast app you can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine on Instagram at CGMag online and on Twitter at CGMag online gentlemen do you want to plug your Twitters Cole at Kaiser underscore Watson Alex at Axhansiuk Brendan b 26 and I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's um, you can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube, so subscribe to our channel and uh, like our videos. You'll catch some really cool stuff. I think we've got some gameplay we coming game, up of we, uh, Call of Duty 4. Yeah, we do have that right now. It's online. It's online right now, so check that one out. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors for helping make this podcast happen. And from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.